Hello and thank you for joining us today at Distracted by Life. Our podcast is all about making change within yourself and your relationships. We share conversations, stories, and explore ideas coming from our lifelong journey of the high points and especially the low points where we learn to face our fears or cope with pain, loss, and failure. We do this in a discovery quest to establish patterns around our past and understanding whether we are tripping up from our past or being held hostage by it. We work on identifying ways to move forward, aligning our core values, and unlocking the keys to self-awareness, self-acceptance, self-compassion, and letting go of what is not serving you positively in life. A better you is always there, ready to explore in a new world. So let's begin. Let me ask you this. How often do you feel powerless in any given day? Overwhelmed by obligations and unrealistic expectations? Stuck in situations that feel impossible to change? Or victimized by people or emotions you can't control? Yet, throughout all of that, we're born with unlimited potential to grow, adapt, and succeed. And in effect, making us innately powerful. Just the fact that we learned how to crawl and then to walk and then we develop skills to relate to the world around us proves that we are, in fact, innately powerful. So when and how for some of us do we or did we end up losing our power? In today's episode, we'll explore this further with Amal. Welcome, Amal. Hi, Dan. Glad to be here with you. I, I love how you ended your intro with a question. When and how do we end up losing our power? In reality, actually, is that due to many of the technological advancements in the last few decades, the demands of the modern world have become increasingly challenging because uh, we push through our busy schedules, driven um, intense pressure to gain job security. Well, a lot of us, you know, do that. Um, maintain a certain lifestyle or just kind of make ends meet. There is very little time left for relaxation to or reflect or recuperate. And then add an unprecedented global challenges like climate change and gun violence and COVID-19 and inflation and war and so on. No wonder the, the, the stress, anxiety and depression have been called the pandemic of the 21st century. That's how we end up losing power. Let me ask you this. Have you heard of the role of our inner protector? I came across the term when I was doing research and I, I read an article about it. Um, the inner protector is also called the inner voice of the subconscious mind. You're asking me? Yeah. Not one bit. Okay. No. First, I kind of was taken aback. Like the, the terms sound so interesting and so it it really is that our inner protector equal the inner voice, which is the unsubconscious, the sub the the subconscious mind, where we you know have that faded voice in the background, because of this level of overwhelm in our world, right? Our inner protector, the subconscious mind, is actually left to rushing to rest to rescue us, to help us cope with life challenges. Um, there are actually four major survival patterns 
that we tend to use through which most people kind of try to control uh, their fear and anxiety consciously or or subconsciously. So if you are finding yourself using one one or even several of those four survival pattern on a daily basis, you know that you actually have an anxiety problem. So we're going to, I'm going to break it down here. So the first one is the avoider. Those going to sound quite familiar. The avoider, if basically, if you are a, if you are an avoider, you're probably very sensitive to criticism, rejection, and failure. You try to escape potential hurt by making yourself smaller or even invisible. You hide in a small and controllable comfort zone and preemptively loathe and criticize yourself before anyone else can do it for you. Outside of your refuge. You can scan your environment for any signs of judgment or danger. As an avoider, you deny yourself any sense of empowerment because in your mind, feeling confident and positive only increases the risk of getting hurt. I think I've have this here and there, you know, in different situations. (laughs) (laughs) So so you're saying you're, you're, you're vigilant to, to, to look around and, and uh, see judgment and danger uh, well, before I, it even comes. That is definitely vigilant in kind of scanning the environment, whether judgment or danger, right? Coming my yeah. way. So, hey, what are we going to do about it? How are we going to cope with it? So those are the, sur- you know, the survival pattern that we're talking about. The second one, the pleaser. Oh, I also float. I, I find myself floating between four different, the four patterns. So I'm just going to go ahead and explain. The pleaser as a pleaser, you believe that you your best chance to avoid painful rejection or abandonment is to make sure that everyone is okay with you. You might be a caretaker who feels overly responsible for others, the chameleon who is able to fit in everywhere, or the jokester who tries to win people over by being the life of the party. In, in the pleasing mode, you try to manage your anxiety by not being alone which is why your sense of safety and worth worthness depends on other people approval. I am the pleaser, specifically m- most time with my family. Uh, I don't I don't do the chameleon part, but I'm definitely I can recognize being um, the pleaser trying to be, you know, everyone's friend and everyone is okay and everyone is happy kind of thing. <laughs> the controller, the third one, If you have the constant need to control every aspect of your life, you might not realize that all you're doing is managing your fear of being powerless. You may even take on the the role of being the authority and strictly enforce ideas and rules through anger, threats, and punishment just to avoid feeling exposed and unsafe. By kind of controlling others, you're instilling a sense of insecurity and powerlessness. You feel more empowered and secure. So, however, underneath that dominating behavior, you often actually um, often reside a profound feelings of inferiority, vulnerability, and pain, which stem from trauma and confusion from childhood. Just so you know, all four styles, we all do them. These are our subconscious survival pattern. That's what the whole episode is about today. Every single person out there does it, not just me. You just have to learn to see where you are, 
what do, what those styles sound and look like and how they show up in your life in what situation because sometimes they show up in one but not the other sometimes they could easily show up all together but not in one situation but they they can all show up in different facets of your life whether it's social personal or professional you just have to find out where you are and where they show up and how you can control this survival pattern the fourth one is the achiever and as you know as the achiever it's like you're the go-getter right you always exceed everyone expectation i think i see that in our professional lives most of us you continue to strive for the next accomplishment the next achievement never taking time to enjoy the one you just reached or maybe you call yourself a perfectionist as an overachiever Failure and second place are not an option for you. And because you identify with your worthiness, sorry. Worthiness, yeah. Are defined by your success. However, although this form drive competitiveness may have got you far, but deep down, it is still the deep-seated fear of not being good enough, which keeps you running and striving. All of these survival patterns, that we have or anyone has, they have one thing in common. They don't lead us to a true sense of inner peace or happiness. If anything, they cause turmoil in our life. So as you become more and more dependent on these patterns or these strategies to cope with anxiety or insecurity, you drain your power, your energy, which only increases the likelihood of feeling stressed and anxious. And of course, that leads to depression and hopelessness to set in when we realize that no matter what we do, how, mu- how many people you have avoided or kept successfully at an arm's length, no matter how much you do or how many, how many times you wow people and made someone happy or you control a situation or whatever it is, in the end, you, you still end up feeling powerless because you have been defining yourself through circumstances and people around you and making them which making them more important than yourself you're putting a lot of power and emphasis and and all of this over these circumstances outside of yourself you're just never happy and these strategies aim to protect us from what the subconscious consider dangerous threat such as criticism failure and abandonment rejection you name it The survival modes of the avoiding and pleasing actually consist of six six distinctive survival patterns. Those are, I'm going to repeat this again, the avoiding and the pleasing mode. They consist of six survival patterns. The victim, the the invisible, the procrastinator, the chameleon, the helper, the lover. Our subconscious mind develops these patterns early on in our life when we depend it entirely on the adult around us. It doesn't actually have to take significant trauma, neglect or abuse for the inner protector to doubt our safety. And we may actually have completely ordinary life on paper right we we may even reminiscing about the good old days you know all the nice memories and stuff like that still perhaps some of us has more just sensitivity or just more sensitive and relent and the relentless teasing that we got could be in in school or among siblings whatever it is 
the disappointed looks when we did not get straight A's or a friend ditching us and rejecting us and, and all those things that happen in our childhood signify that life is scary and we may need to watch out to avoid getting hurt. Our subconscious uses these emotionally charged memories as references, as reference points for the future and by condensing them into like into a belief that defined our perspective of ourselves and the world around us. So basically, this is saying you don't necessarily have to have trauma or neglect or something. Oh, my God, absolutely out of the ordinary to feel those serve to, to, to end up having these survival instinct patterns that shows up in your life. It could be as simple as being taunted at tease as a, uh, in school, uh, friends group or friends kind of ditching you and rejecting you. It could be you're not getting straight A's and there is the disappointment look from your parents or whatever, the, the embarrassment. All of this, these are uh, basically emotionally charged memories and they become reference points for the future. And then we kind of put them and condense them all together in one belief where we def it define our perspective of ourselves and the world around us. The most common ones I hear a lot of people bring up is I'm not safe. I'm not good enough. I don't belong. I'm not lovable. The world isn't good or safe or a safe place or so on and so forth. I'm not good enough. I held on to that for the longest time. That is mine. Well, um, I guess I do have a couple of questions. Well, let's see. How long does our subconscious mind sabotage us then because i i'm hearing you describe this this is what it sounds like our subconscious mind tends to sabotage us in life in more ways than one well yeah due to the chronic stress that we 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 are living in with our subconscious mind is is con in continuous high on on a continuous high alert scanning for any potential danger like what we have experienced in the past. And once the threat is detected, basically our subconscious mind cross-reference the current experience with past memories or of similar events and launches us into the survival mode by pulling all these limiting belief. This is what I say, the condensed belief all in one about how it form our perspective and, and the world around us. So we're pulling out all the limiting beliefs to convince us basically we're about to be either abandoned, shame, and so on. We get caught up in the survival loop we shift from being competent adult and uh, into behaving like we did when we were children. We shrink like kids when we feel criticized. Overextend ourselves to get approval and hide under a blanket basically to avoid uncomfortable tasks. Even though sometimes we may rationally understand that uh, we should handle challenges, our subconscious survival pattern continue to override any logical reasoning so in the short term what happens is we fall back into these old pattern that give us sense of safety and belonging but when the survival pattern become our default ways of being and 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 make us approach life in a constant self-defense we face two significant down downside and that's what happened when we are constantly showing up and using and this survival pattern become our default setting we are actually approaching life in a defensive way 
and it doesn't help us, it's not healthy. And the, the, the two significant downside of that is we become more powerless because we believe our safety and well-being depend on others instead of finding peace, strength, and validation f- from within. The other one is since we don't slow down to listen to our thoughts, reflect, become self-aware, we face our emotion. If we don't reflect and we face our emotion and ask deep questions, like basically, what do I really want? What's, you know, what's my purpose or things like that? Some really deep questions. We never develop that strong self-awareness that I was mentioning um, earlier, the self-acceptance and the self-worth. It's really important that we don't give power by give up our power by coming, always reacting to life and situation from our default setting, which is a survival pattern. And then the other thing is that, which is very important, that self-pausing, self-reflection, because that's how you increase and enhance self-awareness. You, 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 you get to ask deep questions where at the end you reckon with things so there is acceptance and then self-worth. We eventually become more than powerless. We become disconnected from ourselves. If that's if we don't stop and do those things, do the, that's the result of the downside is we disconnect from ourselves. This is why survival patterns, um, in contrast to um, intentions, ultimately don't ease our struggle really, because what it does it just kind of create this loop of stress, anxiety, and low self-esteem. Um, and and it in, intensify the longer it stays this survival pattern and the longer we use it and become our default setting it just in, 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 intensify everything else the pain everything it makes everything longer so you've done an excellent description of these patterns you've explained everything my concern is this whole default we keep going back to default keep going back to default how can we escape uh, what you call the survival loop, then how do we escape this this knee-jerk survival loop then? Well, the good news, we all can do it. We just need to practice. So that, that's, a, that's a simple answer. But anyway, um, we can switch out of the survival loop for good um, and we don't have to feel powerless because we just need to practice it. So for example, let's use some common example here of how we may feel we give our power away when we are in survival mode. We consider outside opinion more seriously than our own. We follow others' advice even though we don't want to. We prefer to stay quiet and unnoticed. I do that. I do it in a professional setting. We let people talk down to us without pushing back. This is where everybody says, you know, maintain the peace and all that kind of stuff. And so now you become a doormat, right? We never say no to what others want us to do. So we're not setting boundaries. We're just jumping, people pleasing. Okay, yes, yeah, let's do it. Stuff like that. All these sound deeply dispowering, right? Disempowering? Yes. They do. However, the question we must ask here or consider, are we giving our power away or are we not asserting our power? That brings us to the assertive style that we discussed uh, on a previous episode. If we believe more of what others say, it's because we haven't figured out what we believe because we don't believe in ourselves. 
So if everything tells us everything, well, we're going to believe every everything other people say. How about research? How about checking? How about making sure that what do we believe in? If we prefer to stay voiceless, it's because we haven't fully embraced the gift that we have that make us unique. If we don't respect our own boundaries, it's because we haven't become our own source of safety. We're afraid to lose people, so we don't put boundaries and we just kind of like open for business for everyone. You know what? Minor plug. Um, The previous episodes we did entitled Boundaries, probably really good to listen to after this one. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. It does talk about the assertive, the different styles that shows up in our life. We feel powerless because our subconscious keeps relying on, on the familiar survival patterns assuming that we're still small and helpless. And since our su- subconscious believe we are powerless, our conscious self does believe it too. You know the saying that says, um, I don't remember it exactly, but that says um, your mind believe basically what you, what you feed it, what you say to it. Really, it does. If you believe you are helpless, you can do it, you can overcome it, then you're sure going to live in that default setting. You're sure going to show up in situations and things in your life. You can do it. You can. It's not about winning all the time and it's not about achieving and striving and all that stuff. It's about thriving, flourishing. So you want to try. You want to create the boundaries. You want to try to do things. And even if you don't succeed 100%, at the end of the day, there is self, there is this sense of pride inside you that you actually tried and you gained new things in the process. It's about the experience and how you felt during that experience. So before we rush to blame our sub- subconscious, let's remember it keeps treating us basically like a child. Why? Because the only reference point it has are the memories and the limiting beliefs from our childhood. But like using, you know, like using a map when you're trying to find your way around a place or a city, navigating through life with an outdated belief will not get you to a place of happiness and fulfillment. In addition, these old limiting beliefs that we carry and hold usually aren't based on who you are but on how we have been treated by others, which generally say more about them than you. And the solution to empowerment isn't to take our power back because we can't give it away. The solution is to actually make accessing and harnessing our innate power, our default way of being. So we need to access and harness the innate power we have, which is our default way of being. For this, we need to update our belief system so that our subconscious is no longer reacting in a self-defensive manner. To get that out of survival mode and become empowered, we need to learn to know, appreciate, love what's authentically ours. Once we do that, we, we create a, a meaningful filled life by choosing freedom over safety, integrity over in being invisible, purpose over comfort. After all, considering the world unpredictable state that we live in, we can't afford to let anxiety and and insecurity and powerlessness to get the best of us. As always, thank you so much for joining me. And I hope you found this episode insightful. 
you make the journey worthwhile. Until next time, back to you, Dan. Well, thanks, Amal. And thank you all very much for joining us here at Distracted by Life. If you're interested to learn more, check out our other podcasts, of course, or hop online to Amal's website at amalcandido.com, where she talks about her coaching world covering life, leadership, and mindfulness, including links to popular podcasts and to her books as well. And with that said, stay tuned for our next episode. Thanks again, and talk to you soon.